things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give theology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology, all things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give theology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Oh man, you're gonna be, guys, gonna be, you're gonna be excited for this. We're gonna really enjoy this particular episode especially if you are a calvinist fire breathing dragon breathing calvinist <laughs> of course i'm kidding i'm kidding but if you are a calvinist you will enjoy this particular video at least i hope you do hope it encourages you because today i want to talk about something that i'm passionate two things i'm passionate about christian rap um and calvinism uh, reform theology because um Two, well, there's there's a podcast called Southside Rabbi. It is hosted by KB the Rapper and Amin. And, you know, they do various topics. They recently got done doing a series on critical race theory, which I found interesting. Um, but this time they had Flame on as a guest. And I thought it was interesting because I, I'm just going to come out straight forward and say it. I thought that their description of total depravity was um, a straw man. Uh <laughs> I thought it was not accurate to what Calvinists believe. And I'm going to actually demonstrate that from um, at least two Calvinist sources today. And the show, they're, they're not, they're not being consistent. And, and, and I believe I'm going to also uh, share why I think that is later. Um, and so you guys know how to do. Let's just get right into this video. If it's overexpressed um, of how, horrible the human condition is Mm. right so we do acknowledge that Mm -hmm. because of adam's sin all humans are born underneath this curse right um but at the same time that doesn't mean we're as bad as we can be it doesn't mean of course uh such a fine quality to us Mm -hmm. that is inherent to uh humanity a good thing that god has placed in us Mm. so if you're taught to think, uh, let's just say something like a total depravity, if mm-hmm. the way you understand that is that uh, people are just, you know, filthy maggots. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which is language we have heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm nothing but we're, we're just dirt. We're Facts. maggots. Right. Smoldering so if, smicket. If you sort of move. I, I, find that, I find that very funny because I'm like, man, do these guys read the Bible? And, I, and I'm sure they do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as gracious as I can, but. You know they're mocking this language of the uh, of you know Calvinists using this language of man mankind is maggots, but the Bible literally says that. <laughs> if you turn to Job twenty five verse six, it says, "says How much less man that is a worm, and the son of man that is a that is a worm." And so, some versions actually use the term maggot, but at, at the very least, you have worm being used of man, just to show that. His his worthlessness, worth, worthlessness apart from God, I would I would I would argue. And and you see them mocking that idea. You know the Puritans we would call call mankind maggots. I mean, yeah, the Bible does. So, what's the what's the complaint? You know, and so I I just found that very interesting that you know they're mocking this idea where it's very plainly stated in the Bible. Okay, yeah, man does have worth. But apart from God, no, our worthiness comes from being in the image of God. And so, yeah, I, I don't know how that's being mocked right here. To real life. No, that's real. That's true, though. If you move into real life and you're engaging people 
under that auspices, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Under that sort of notion of this person is vile and he's a filthy maggot. That already blocks you from engaging them as a complex Ooh, creature. Right. No, it doesn't. Because the Bible says it. So we have to take the Bible as a, as a whole, not as parts. Um, so I can walk to my neighbor and understand what the Bible says in Job 25, 6. I mean, how, how, how would Flame, KB, I mean, how would y'all deal with that? How would you deal with the Bible says that man is Job, uh, in Job 25, 6, that he, he is a worm, he's a maggot. So I can deal with my neighbor understanding that he's a sinner, unable to come to God apart from the grace of God and, and, the, and the spirit drawing him, and yet treat him with dignity, treat him with respect. Why? Because he made an image of God. And like I said, we're going to get into some more arguments they bring up, but it does total depravity does not cause you to like when you see see a sinner, you start running to your house because they're they're just as evil as evil. I mean, but that's the that's the way they're going to paint and describe total depravity if you continue to listen. And and the one of the things I found strange is Flame. I, I thought did a decent job at first describing what it is you know he said total depravity you know the sinfulness of adam being passed on yet man is not as wicked as he can be even though he's a sinner and then he he's going to be literally listening to these straw mans of it and he doesn't say wait hold on he just kind of silently takes it i guess i don't I, I, I was very confused with that right right so you sort of force them into your category and then you can't see them for who they are. You only mm. see them for the categories you've been taught to understand them. Wow. Right, right, right. And I think that's sort of where it gets fuzzy with Christians being able to. Wow. Like, like that's some. <laughs> I, 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 like I said. Because. I thought Flame. I thought all these men at one point. Or I'll say KB. And I mean, because I know. Um, um, Flame recently made an album where he was critiquing a lot of the five points of Calvinism. So I'll say K, KB and me. I, I thought they were reformed. As far as their understanding, I know they don't want the title reform or Calvinism because they're like, it's toxic and it brings to me misunderstandings. All right, whatever. But I thought they were reformed in their doctrine, but they spend a lot of their time bashing the doctrine of uh, total depravity. Be in the world and not of it because we have to almost think the worst of people. Right. Then allowing no, you don't because Calvinism doesn't teach that. I can, like I said, I can recognize my neighbor, though he is totally depraved, may not want to eat me. <laughs> I mean, he's not as bad as he can be. And like I said, we're going to look at some definitions here in a second. But I, I, I want KB and Amin to start talking because that's where it's really going to come out—the straw man's. Yes, the the nature of the human being is corrupt, but this could be a nice, good man, a good woman. Sure, sure, sure. Smart. Agreed. Calvinism agrees. <laughs> it's to me, it was like being contrarian. It's 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 easy to like make Calvinism like the the the, the bad guy in the room and and to pick on that. I don't know if you guys had anything else to talk about, but um, Calvinism is always like the 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 <laughs> the easy target. And so I guess you just pick something and hope many people aren't in study about uh, total depravity and I mean you strawman it and then you attack it. I mean, but you're not really hitting total depravity. You're hitting a straw man. Contributes good to the world. Sure. Even a gang member can say, don't join this gang. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go to practice. Go. Agreed. You're not, you're not talking about Calvinism. Just so everybody be clear. It's not Calvinism. 
college. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that is something that um, is still in the human condition that I think oftentimes with that black and white cookie cutter understanding of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it throws us off. I it think, does. yeah, I think, so good. man, I think what Flame said is it's fire because it's not, it's not total depravity. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was fire, I guess, but it's not, it's not a critique or attack on total depravity. I mean, it's, it's an attempt to, but he's, he's not hitting the, the goalpost. Think about how we get ta- total depravity, right? That man cannot do good, right? Like, man is not good. And man can't do good in the sense that. Even if he does do good, it's not really good because right. the heart because he's a sinner. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. And, and this is where they conflate Calvinism because I don't know if he understands this actual point he's making because this is this is a biblical point. I don't know anyone who could disagree with this. Maybe unless you're just full blown Pelagian, which I'm not accusing them of. But yeah, man cannot do good. He is not good in the eyes of a holy God. Yeah, uh, you know, so vertically. Man is not good. Yeah, can horizontally man do good things to his neighbor, and and can we call that good? Sure. Right, and and we'll and we can distinguish the two. But he doesn't distinguish the two, and just it's good. You know, man isn't good, and so he sees, he may see you know his neighbor doing some morally good act, and it's like, see, Calvin doesn't want to call that good. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. I remember. I'd never forget years ago when we got to live in faith, our pastor was like, let me ask y'all a question. If a person that doesn't know Jesus builds a hospital where people can come and they can get healed, is that good? Are they doing something that's good? I'll, I'll answer the question. I don't have a problem. Yes, he is. Yeah, it's it's a good thing he did that. It's good, but, but like it's, it's 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 a good thing he did that, right? Because, you know, with the hospital comes, you know, medicines and 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 help for people who need it medically. And so it's b- better to build hospitals than to not build hospitals, you know, in areas that are it's needed, obviously. But you have to distinguish that kind of good, an earthly uh, kind of good, between a before God. Now, does God consider that good in the sight of a holy God? No, it is not good in his eyes, right? What does the Bible say? Everything done outside of faith is not good. It's sin. And so you have to distinguish. That's why I use the, the language of horizontally versus vertical good. Yeah, before our neighbor, it's good. Yeah, I, I, I don't have an issue calling it good. Humanly good. But it's it's not pleasing in the sight of God. God's not like, man, that's, that's a great thing he did. I'll I, I cut him some slack. <laughs> no, that's, that's not how it works. And I would be like, you know what? You know, my theology was like, no. <laughs> yes, but no, right. because it's agreed. It, it, it is yes and no. So it's it's so funny for these guys talking about the complexities of of theology. When they get on Calvinism, it's very uh, flattened. It's very <laughs> they make this view of total depravity actually very uh, black and white as far as how they're describing it. But it's actually more complex than they would actually allow it to be. What like I said, I think that's the irony of this whole thing. That anything that is not, not done of faith is sin. That's right. Bingo. So everything, Amen. everything that they are doing, it, it's good, but it's it's not it's not good at the same time. Right. Because they're still sinner. It doesn't matter because they're going to go to hell if they die. That's yep. that, yep. that's kind of how you're taught to think about it. Ooh. And you, I mean, that's what the Bible says. I mean, are you disagreeing with that? Are you just are you just dis, are you disagreeing with what you just said? 
that no matter how much earthly good they do, outside of faith in Christ, they're still going to go to hell. I, so you're like you're taught to think like that, as if that was that, is it as if that's wrong? Like I said, I'm I'm very <laughs> I'm very concerned with the trajectory um, of many of many people. I'll, I'll just say it of of KB and Amin and. and Flame didn't really get to do so much talking in this interview, which I kind of find funny. It's it's an interview. He's getting interviewed, but he doesn't actually talk a lot. But that's another point. I don't say I don't know anything you just said right there that was controversial. But you make it seem like we were we were brainwashed to think this way, but it's not right. That's how you make it seem. I know, but it's good though, right? And we were all we would have these conversations, and you would say, I think that there's a difference between something not being good and then something not being good enough to earn your way in the, yes, in the heavens. That's he the would distinction. say it's a difference between not not even not even just good enough to earn your way into heaven but morally good as as far as before God as, as I mean he quoted the verse I mean in a kind of mockery way but I mean if it's done done outside of faith it's sin I mean what do you do with that <laughs> are, are you gonna say well I mean so you have to distinguish even though this sinner, this man who does something outside of faith, he built a hospital. It's not pleasing before God. Now, is it a good thing for us? You know, humanity? Sure. But that's that's not the issue. That's that's generally not what Calvinists are talking about when they say man is not good. And I, I, like I said, I, I would have to think he knows that. Good and not being good enough. So he was like we were saying is that you can't do enough good to earn righteousness before God, yes. but you can do good and it should be called good and it should be recognized as good. Yes. And it should be. And, and I feel like what we were taught, Powerful. the way that we were taught total depravity is that n nothing is good. Nobody can. We no Nobody is good. No, not one. Right. Can the zebra change his like we. we, 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 we <laughs> it's uh can a leopard change his spots. But I, I get the point. It's the same analogy still applies. But because that's because you're miss you're, you're not addressing what Calvinists are generally talking about. Because I don't I don't I mean, do you have some um, overly strict Calvinists who want to say they don't want to call anything like man this ice cream is good hey brother there's no one good you know so yeah I'm sure you got some people like that <laughs> you know like man that brother's good hold on brother you know he's playing the piano or something he's good like, no one's good not one I'm sure you have some people out there like that but generally most Calvinists can recognize the broad meaning of range when it comes to good and you know someone thinking they're a good person versus someone being good and skilled at their craft that's that's that's, that's not what we're talking about so like i said you're you're conflating the two i mean that's that's all i can say this, this is a straw man uh, so all of these all of these passages that essentially says that humans cannot do good and we miss the context yeah. because the context of the authors of scripture, I, I, I believe if we are honest, is that you cannot do enough good to earn your righteousness, your righteousness before yes, God. Same. They're not saying that people can't do good things, that people can't be recognized for doing like like that you cannot find this this redemption of good in people. Right. I, I, I feel like we would literally have to engage in some kind of cognitive dissonance for us to stand before a person that is obviously doing good things and say this person is not and then we'll turn around and preach the good samaritan right and then call him right. the good samaritan and then, the samaritan is a person outside the faith right. community who jesus says be like that be guy. like that guy and then and then we find ourselves not even being able to say 
this is a like I, I found myself because of my theology not even being able to say this is a good person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if they yeah. weren't a Christian, I'd be like, well, well, technically no one is good. So yeah, there I'm are not no gonna, good people. There are no good people. And that's not even it's, it's so it's, good that you said that. I just right. want to say that. It's so <laughs> like I said, uh, you know, I I allow that to play on because I, I can't recognize my belief. Like, you know, I'm I'm sitting back watching these guys bash total depravity and um the very things they say, hey, like Calvinists don't do and you know, Calvinism, total depravity teaches in Calvinism, which, you know, they, they've claimed to hold to. I, I guess they don't hold to total depravity anymore, which would be very interesting to see their view now on anthropology. Um, I would want to know the nature of man they believe the condition of man is in. And so I want to read from a few sources because I, I want to dispel this notion that Calvinist doesn't teach or the Calvinist teaches that man is uh, one as bad as he can be. Before I do that. Because there's something going to be said here in a little bit that that's I want that to be said before I, I uh, this quote. So hold on real quick. Music, no, go ahead. Is that even when we say, man, this is a good dude right here. Right. I'm not saying that he is good enough to earn the the, the kind of uh, a persuasion of God. Right. The God's like, right. oh, shoot, I got to say this dude. Right. Agreed. <laughs> so neither does Calvinism. I mean, Calvinism would understand those distinctions, too. Like I said, I'm, I'm repeating myself because they keep repeating this straw man. I mean, I'm on my like team. Me. I need this dude. No, no one's suggesting that. Right. That that's not the the point. What we're saying is the image of God is active enough in this individual right. that they are displaying aspects of the heart and character of God. Yeah. I agree. You know, aspects of common grace. You know, I mean, we say it different, but I think we mean the same thing. Due to common grace, man is not as evil as he he he. Uh, man, due to common grace, man is not as evil as he can be. Or could be, to say it better. And so, I don't have an issue with that. Again, total private who wouldn't either. This person is not Jeffrey Dahmer. That's right. Like, 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 like. See, but th- I that's think, how we act. But we, that's what I was going to say. I gonna, we, we, Go we, the, the, the depravity teaches us to, to literally treat every single person, including ourselves, when we think about total depravity, like a sociopath. Yes. Everybody is Jeffrey Dahmer. That's right. All right. So the, you, you hear that? That's the straw man. That's the biggest statement. That's kind of one of the reasons why I want to respond to that. So Total Depravity teaches that everybody is like Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer is like the the model, the poster boy of when it comes to evil. Like, that is as bad as you can get, right? Um, apart from God's grace, that would be true. But we know that God's grace is active due to things like common grace. We know that's not true. And so let me read from a couple sources to dispel that notion this is from Calm.org, a Calvinist, Matt Slick, talking about total depravity. And let's hear if we hear total depravity being described in the way Amin just said it, in the way that KB vocalized his agreement. Total depravity is the doctrine that fallen man is completely touched by sin and that he is completely a sinner. Notice his sentence. He is not as bad as he could be. But in all areas of his being, body, soul, spirit, mind, emotions, he is touched by sin. In that sense, he is totally depraved. So total depravity has nothing to do with man being as wicked as he can be, but really all the senses of man, the totality of him, has been affected by sin, right? And so this is me talking now. But So here's one one uh, Calvinist saying, and this I'm sure was wrote a long time ago, just knowing Matt Slick, uh, you know, you know, it's... <laughs> here he is man is not as bad as he can be i mean man is as bad as 
Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> like like I said, the poster boy of wickedness, you know. Okay, this is John Piper uh, describing total depravity. And this was written in 1998. I mean, CHH and John Piper kind of went hand-in-hand at one point where he was uh, modeling. A lot of people were listening to John Piper's sermons. And so a lot of, like, the Reformed theology is, is the expression of Piper's uh, Calvinism, Reformed theology. So um, guess what? He quotes uh, Romans 14, 23, whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. I, I, I mean, I guess you got problems with Piper now, uh, I mean, in 1998, I, I, you know, but um, so this is our rattling indictment of all nature, virtue that does not flow from a heart humbly relying on God's grace. That's what Piper says. Uh, so he talks about total depravity. I'm going to sum this part up right here. He talks about to, total depravity being total, you know, in all of our senses, you know, um, and so, talks about man does not seek in God, um, and his total rebellion, everything man does is sin. I mean, he get, again quotes Romans 14, 23. But let me, um, hold on, let me get to one particular point, because <laughs> I found it very ironic, given, um, Given a meme and KB's understanding of the term good, and and so um, he quotes Romans seven eighteen, uh, you know, apart from the work of the Spirit, all we think and feel and do is not good. And then he has a note and a caveat: we recognize that the word good has a broad range of meanings. We will have to use it in a restricted sense to refer to many actions of fallen people, which in relations are in fact not good. For example. We would have to say that it is good that most unbelievers do not kill and that some unbelievers perform acts of benevolence. What we mean when we call such actions good is that they more or less conform to the external pattern of life that God has commanded in Scripture. However, such outward conformity to the revealed will of God is not righteousness in relation to God. It is not done, it is not done out of reliance on Him for His glory. Therefore, even these good acts, quote-unquote, are a part of our rebellion and are not good in the sense that really counts in the end, in relation to God, just like I said, right? <laughs> and so, here we are, two Calvinist sources, popular Calvinist sources, that are actually disagreeing with what they are describing as total depravity. And like I said, I could have I could have gone to more and more. Um, there's there's a plethora of... of like, you know, theological statements that totally say the same thing. But what we got described is Calvinism teaches like every man is as, as bad as Jeffrey Dahmer, even the believer. <laughs> but here we are. I read a source who says man is not as bad as he can be. And then the conflation of the term good, they want to continually conflate. And so wh wh why is that being done? I, I have my reasons and it's going to come up, I think, in a little later. But I, I, I really struggle why someone would just just do that to someone's position, to someone's belief. You know, so everybody, you, you, even the guy that's the, even the guy that is going to work, provide for his family, doesn't shoot on his wife, uh, volunteers at the shelter. Maybe he doesn't know God. But he does a lot of good in his neighborhood. Good guy, good neighbor, just good person. Yeah. That guy is might as well be Jeffrey Dahmer if he doesn't yeah. know Jesus. That's how that that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. Um, we understand one. There's categories of wicked men, and like I said, I just read from a source that would 
would say the very exact opposite of his expression of total depravity. So, I, I don't know how well studied these men are when it comes to things they don't agree with, uh, like total depravity and Calvinism. I, I know they're very anti-Calvinist kind of now because of what they describe as a Calvinist culture. And I'll get to that in a second. But I, I don't know why one would do that. We are taught to view him. While I'm at home on my computer just reading articles about doing good, <laughs> reading books about doing good yeah. folks are out there with the peace corps changing the world and they're all devils right yeah. right yeah right that's real because i heard an analogy um wow. you know in my time reading through a lot of um you know calvinistic literature um good things there mm -hmm. but i remember one of the analogies that i read it said that um all human beings in their heart condition their heart condition is like a barrel filled with unlit tnt sticks mm -hmm. And all it takes is for you to throw a match in that barrel and it would explode. So basically they're conditioning you to think mm -hmm. everybody is just one step away, just one step away from being this vile, corrupt. And I get it. Uh, but you sort of like we are like we're saying you you walk around with that sentiment. Yeah. And you're seeing people like that. See, notice now the, the distinction he even just made. What Amin was saying Calvinism teaches or total depravity teaches men are just like Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, whereas flame is even saying they have the ability to be like Jeffrey Dahmer. Those, those are two different statements. Like I said, I just want you to kind of see the, the continual contradictions. Um, like I said, at first they affirm total depravity, but now it's, well, like I said, it's all confusing. As you do the mundane, right. And I think that does, you know, mm -hmm. make it difficult for you to really engage. And I, and the other thing too, I think it, it, it's a low view of God's creation. Yes. Mm, That's yes, where say I was that. going. Go ahead. Say really, that. It's yeah. a low view of God's creation. And I, and I love how Luther talks about how, you know, he talks about the hidden God mm -hmm. and God, um, caring for his world through humans as his hands and his feet. Right. Right. So if, you know, a doctor or the scientists who are working on vaccines or behind the scenes doing great things for people. That is God caring for mm -hmm. his people yes. through human hands, right? Amen. But if you if you are so fixated on some toxic view of spirituality, you feel like, you know, if a doctor heals you, you want to give all the glory to God. Because <laughs> you feel like the doctor didn't heal me, that was God. Yeah. Because in your mind there's a there's a conflict. No. <laughs> uh by the grace of God, he used the means as a doctor. Yes, I can give glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for using this doctor to heal me. But I, like I said, I don't know anyone who kind of has this kind of toxic spirituality, as he described. Like I said, it's not in Calvinism. So, I mean, they're just talking. Uh, at this point, it's almost like, man, they're just trying to say anything and, and point it on Calvinism. And, you know, Calvinist people are bad. You know, so we do all the bad, right? Evil in the world. So between... The doctor mm. doing something and God himself. Things like therapy. That makes us. So I, I took that part out. Uh, so I guess full disclosure now. Sorry, I should have mentioned this in the end. I do chop up some of this video, but nothing for context. sake. As you just saw, that was a long uh, video. But they kind of went into the toxi toxicity of Calvinism. And one of the people they brought up was. Um, <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny was. Uh, oh, why, why am I losing his name? Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll, yes. Mark Driscoll was his name. Um, and so 
I'm going to tell you, I never got into the fanboy of Mark Driscoll, so I, I, I can't relate. I know people who did. And funny enough, a lot of the people who did aren't Calvinists anymore, so I find that ironic. But I knew a lot of people who had, so, I mean, he talks about how Calvinism is, like, you know, he paints uh, Mark Driscoll as, like, the poster boy of Calvinism. And Mark Driscoll, one, isn't even a Calvinist anymore, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I remember him doing, uh, or at the very least, he's not a five-point Calvinist. He did something on um, limited atonement where he's bashing it, and I and I believe total depravity, if 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 I recall correctly, but definitely limited atonement. And so, a bit, he paints they they paint uh, it was particularly a mean I believe painting um, Mark Driscoll as this the poster boy for Calvinism when, as if like he was just going. Mark Driscoll was just, I mean, that was a Calvinist guy, which if you want to credit anyone with being the poster boy of Calvinism for a while, I think it was John Piper. Absolutely. But, you know, John P uh, Mark Driscoll is definitely an easier target, right, with his uh, cursing, his yelling, his kind of abusive nature. But I remember the first people calling him out was um, Calvinist. You know, uh, but, you know, I think it was KB who said, like, you know, he was just going around and, like, you that that's like that's what it was the toxicity you know and the the ultra you know you got to be a man jesus with muscles and tattoos and it's like i mean it's like i said it's it i didn't even put that part in here just because i thought it was just a so such a low blow because you know there are many books written written on the the loveliness of god and the, the caringness of god written by guess what calvinist because he said you know calvinists have a complex where they just want to talk about the wrath of god and not the you know, forgiveness of God, other these other things, of, you know, of God or gentleness of God, which I mean, there's a Calvinist who wrote a book, I think even this year about uh, gentle and lowly. Um, so many, I mean, Calvinists go over the attributes of God, and you know, <laughs> one of the comforting doctrines is 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 the love of God, and so, like I said, I I just found found this kind of interview. It was just a bash sex, uh, session on Calvinism. Like I said, it wasn't even accurate. It, it didn't care to be accurate, you know. Careful of things like modern medicine in, in, in certain senses, especially like in certain fundamental senses. But I also think that it, it makes us hostile to other things like the freaking social sciences. Yeah. And this is where I think he's coming from, uh, especially KB and I, I I won't speak for Flame because I don't know for certain, but the social sciences. And he means... What I perceive him to mean is things like critical theory, critical race theory, which actually has a different anthropology than the Bible, you know, or, you know, but I'll, I'll let him continue his statement. Yes, yes. Then yes. we get hostile to stuff like anthropology and sociology and we say, hey, it's the same thing. I don't see we don't need any of that stuff. Yeah. This exactly. Yes. Yes. So not only do we need it because yeah you don't you don't you uh, kb is definitely right <laughs> you don't see the social sciences in the bible not only do you not see it you see it actually contradicted by things in the bible when it talks about uh anthropology so i, I and kb's going to say something later so this is why i actually have the question for or sorry i mean this is why i have the question for him does the bible have a full robust uh view of anthropology when i mean that does it describe the nature of man in such a way to where we can know it because are you are you arguing that um, there are certain things in the missing, Bible missing when it comes to anthropology that social sciences actually helps us maybe understand better? Because you're going to say something almost that sounds like that. 
tells us every single thing we need to know about every single human being that there is. All of it is in here, black and white. Right. And it, Yeah, that's true. If you're talking about the nature of that human being. Now, if you're talking about the name or the accomplices, yeah, that would be silly. That would be absurd. No one thinks that. But every person that has ever lived, yes, it does describe their nature, either in Adam, which the Bible goes on to talk about how that looks like, or in Christ, which the Bible goes on to talk about how that looks like. So it seems like Amin disagrees with that, that the Bible actually does not talk about every person who has ever lived in such that way. It's like, uh, I don't think that that's how God intended it he to be. No. I don't think that yeah. God used, wanted his word to be used as an answer for absolutely everything. That's why I always say, like, there are certain kind of epistemological things that the Bible doesn't answer. I cannot go to the Bible to see whether or not Abraham Lincoln was a real person. Yeah, yeah and that would be absurd for you to do so because the Bible doesn't talk about the specific individual of Abraham Lincoln. But as again, as I said, the Bible does address i would say every area in, in the sense of like this so yes the bible does not talk about specifically in, individually abraham lincoln but it does talk about his nature if he was a christian or not like i said that's not the point of the video just see if he's a christian or not but it does talk about every individual who's ever lived in that way not as far as matter of existence so i Former Cowboys, though. Or... Bounce past the flame. Flame, why don't you give us some of your, your top-tier <laughs> dissensions? Oh, my goodness. No, this is good. So so this, so this, my guess is this. Um, so, you know, before we – or we could look at specific scriptures in the mm -hmm. Bible. But it makes sense, sort of, that sorta. this attitude was sort of spring forth from more of the Calvinistic tradition. Now, I'm not, again – you know, saying every Calvinist has this spirit, this attitude at all. Right, sure. right. I have a lot of good friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord who still hold to those sets of teachings. So mm -hmm. that aside. Sure. But Calvinism has sort of extracted the universality from the gospel and God's personality. So, wow. so things are very. Um, that's a that's a pretty large statement, but I'm going to show you why he's wrong, but I'll let it continue. Verdict exclusive um and for a particular group of people mm -hmm. so we already talked about total depravity right so you can kind of we discussed the implications of kind of that attitude that i mean and you already got that one wrong so <laughs> you're not on a good track so i guess point two Ooh, that's mm -hmm. sort of birthed in you then you think of uh limited atonement mm -hmm. so now we're narrowing things down again so who right. does, who and i i hate when people describe calvinism in this way because it's not accurate because when the Calvinist speaks of limited, it's not speaking as far as um, it's not speaking as far as like you range in on these particular people, but rather it's it's actually it's speaking on uh, God's intentionality, His because uh, I mean you everyone believe unless you're a universalist you believe in some form of limited atonement. You know I know people don't like to be it described that way, but that is, is certainly true. Um, and then people here limited, they're, they're like, so they're going to be billions of people with hell and only this many certain, they always describe it as that. And I, I, I hate when it's used that way, but rather I, I believe limited atonement to be described better. If we, if we speak of, um, definite atonement, you know, uh, I, I have no problem with limited atonement as long as you understand the point, 
Um, definite atonement speaks about God's intention to save his particular people and he will accomplish this, accomplish his purposes rather than fail. I mean, it has to do ultimately with the, the accomplishment of God and, and, and his intentionality on the cross. And so I, I just don't like it. Limited atonement being described the way it just was. God care for who does he care for in his most unique way? Right, mm -hmm. right. It's it's limited. Sure. You know what I'm saying. Um, so and even that, like, <laughs> so when we get to like God caring and God loving the world, um, it's it, it wasn't just distinguished there. Does God love the world? Yes. So he he has a intentional uh, salvific love, and then he has a, a common grace love, a, a general love for all of mankind. But that wasn't that wasn't explained and expressed just there, right? Just sloppily. God only loves these particular people. Well, in what way? What way are you talking about? And so, but complexities, right? You, you know. You know, I think some of the some of those doctrines, and obviously, you know, they're based on scripture. So sure. I'm not saying that mm -hmm. Calvinists don't have reasons from the Bible right. for believing those right. things. Sure. My point would just be as one who's now thinking outside of that sort of, you know, spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been able to reapproach those scriptures and look at them. Through the lenses of the ancient church, mm -hmm. those old dead African men mm -hmm. who were thinking through these things sure. um, and cared deeply. They had the same or have the same Holy Spirit that we do. Amen, mm -hmm. brother. Um, and I've been able to sort of reapproach a lot of But which ancient men? Because they're not we're not all agreement on this issue. So it's like he, he makes it seem as like the early church were just unified on all these points and then Calvinism comes along and kind of messes that up you know it's because I, I hate when people do this because you know this is often done in roman catholicism where you know the church was two thousand years in line you know <laughs> unified on doctrine the early church fathers believed this but you can often show a couple if not more early church fathers who did not agree with that kind of ideology you know and so um complexities though right those texts that painted this picture of god in my mind as this exclusive um savior who's mm -hmm. only dying for a particular group of people and that bears a certain personality and attitude but when, mm. you, when you see god's heart for all people he desires yeah. that all men will yeah. be saved yeah. and mm -hmm. come to the knowledge of christ if you can just we always talk about the plain meaning of the text right, in the Calvinistic right, circle. Right. So if we could take that scripture at its for its plain meaning, I think that alone sort of gives you a new picture of this God who is uh, love. Yeah. So he's kind of talking about like the personality of Calvinism versus, I guess, non-Calvinists. So Calvinists, because they believe the God of the Bible, I guess, totally saves <laughs> what he describes as uh, just being exclusive and about them. So even his description of the Calvinist doctrine is he, he makes it man centered, which the Calvinist is like, no, take it off of me. Right. So, but, but even given his description, you know, he's Calvinists are, are more exclusive there. I mean, I guess he would argue more prideful because of this doctrine, right. They have a me complex, even though he didn't describe it accurately. And so I guess the opposition would lead you to believe that those who believe that God is, um, I guess failing in his atonement, <laughs> right? Um, I guess, let me put it how he just described it. Um, God is, um, you know, die for the whole world. Um, they would be, I guess, generally more loving. I mean, that's, that's, that's how he kind of leads you to, to believe what he's talking about.
which I, I find that's absurd. That's asinine. I mean, it's definitely you have to take these on a case by case scenario. So yeah, I don't. Right, right, right. So, but there is this interesting preoccupation with election and predestination in the Calvinistic construct mm-hmm. um, that sort of gets away from what I would argue is Paul's intention. Paul's intention with election is always to comfort people. Yes, 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 yes. Struggling. Right, he right, wants- right, right. You know what? I actually agree with Flame on this point that um, predestination and election should not be just a mere argument on Facebook. I, I, I can't tell you the last time I've argued about like the doctrines of grace on Facebook. Like, It's just not like a it's just not an argument of thing. Like, hey, all right, man, if you disagree, cool. All right, whatever. I mean, we can talk about it if you can be reasonable and rational and respectful. I can talk about anything. But I do agree with what he just said. And I think most Calvinists would agree that election is to be a um, comfort, not a means of uh, fear or uh, debate tactic. And like I said, I think most Calvinists would agree with that. But most Calvinists also want to defend that, the, the integrity of election. Because if we don't have a proper view of election, how can it bring true comfort? And so I think that's where most Calvinists are coming from. But no, you know what? You were predestined before the foundation of the world. Wow, wow, don't wow, be wow. discouraged. Yeah. Don't be dismayed. Right. Like it's, a, it's a doctrine that should lift you up. But if it's sort of isolated from the universality of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, now it's a threat. It is. So it becomes a scary doctrine. Yes. You're always wondering, am I in, am I out? Am I one of the did ones I that get Jesus... the gold? Right. Like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factor. Did I, did, do I have a gold ticket? Do I have the ticket? Right. 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 Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. Right. And then that bears down. Oh, boy. <laughs> As if Calvinists are going around teaching that. You're not in, you're in. You're not in, you're in. You know, it's like, oh, boy. Like I said, I, I found that interview very... Uh, tough to listen to because of all the straw mans and like i said there's a whole i could have probably kept the whole interview but it was over an hour long and that means this video would have been <laughs> probably three four hours long i don't have the time and energy and you probably don't have the time and energy to listen to that i understand so but man we have to be you know look i, I get it. a lot of people don't like calvinism and a lot of people got woke and now don't like calvinism and they hopped on trends and you know what I'm actually going to do a video about like so this is kind of maybe a good segue into maybe my next video or next couple videos about Christian hip-hop and the apostasy that um, man it's there's a lot of apostasy in Christian hip-hop and, and I'm not saying KBME or Amin or, or Flame has apostatized um, that's that's not my point but just kind of get into some of these theological workings of why I'm just thinking about Christian rap in general um, a lot of uh, Christian rappers apostatized over the last like five years, six years. You know, it's 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 amazing how many people have dropped, fell away. Um, but yeah, man, um, getting back to the video, I, I really hope that people would do better when it comes to um, accurately representing one's theology. Um, probably would be good to quote sources since you may not be maybe as familiar with that. I mean, I, I don't know. I know at one point you both. All three came to be Calvinists, but here you are talking about Calvinism. I, I don't know any Calvinists who would record that recognize their own view just listening to you guys. I mean, you, you know, it's one thing to offer a critique. It's a one thing to describe. So when you offer the critique, that's where maybe the disagreement will come from, obviously. But it's one thing when you're describing one's view where you would say, okay, yeah, that, I, I do believe that. Yeah, that's accurate. Oh, okay, I may phrase it a little, little differently, but okay, yeah, that's good. I understand what you're trying to say. But 
in this video, it was it was like the exact opposite of what you're describing in Calvinism, where Calvinists would like take issue with what you're saying. Um, and so, yeah, man, um, like I said, I've been talking long enough. So I really hope this video was helpful for for Calvinists to one know what you believe and uh, hold others accountable for when they're strawmanning your belief. <laughs> um, yeah, that that that, sh that shouldn't be done. Also, if you're describing other people people's person's belief, be accurate in describing it because you don't want to end up looking <laughs> like like this video. And so, y'all know how it is, man. Until the next time, all things theology. I'm K Dub. Grace and peace.